Hi guys, today we're going to talk about how to organize a classroom. Um, now this is actually a school classroom. We can tackle a, a home, uh, home class. Uh, what is it called? I forgot what it's called. But anyway, um, we can tackle your um, homeschooling. That's it. Your homeschooling classroom organization on another day. But right now, we're going to talk a little bit about teachers and how to organize your classroom. And I suggest especially for you new teachers who haven't um, or that may be doing this for the first time when school starts in September or if you've got whenever your uh, school starts um, we're gonna go ahead and tackle it a little early um, but I suggest organizing a, one area at a time you know we're gonna tackle I'm gonna try to tackle every single one of these areas throughout the next couple of weeks. Um, I may not do it consecutively. We may go in to that subject and tackle something else and come back. But right now we're just going to run through the basics of organizing your classroom for your first year of teaching. You're going to have a planning area you're going to have a teacher, your desk, and the teacher desk area. You're going to have possibly a reading table area. Where are you going to put your files? You're going to have centers, depending on the age group that you are teaching. Uh, and you're definitely going to have a class library. And depending on your school, you may, or your classroom, you may have small groups. So those I would suggest, so it won't be so overwhelming, is to just tackle one area at a time. Get And be creative with organizations, especially, especially if uh, you're on a budget for your classroom. Dollar Tree is your first place to go for your organizing needs and then Walmart and then you can work your way out from there because I do believe Dollar Tree and Walmart are your less expensive budget-friendly options uh, and you're going to need bins, possibly binders, uh, I, I even used the, the binders from Dollar Tree. They used to when I was teaching, and now uh, I haven't seen them. I, I see binders, but they're all in multicolors. The binders uh, have lots of colors, but when I was teaching... They were white, and they had the front where you could stick pretty paper in the front that described what you had in that binder. It also had a place, well, actually, 
what you can do to either of these binders is cut a slit across the uh, across the binder and then you can even slip pieces of paper with the titles of your binder on it but right now Dollar Tree has some really cute uh, colorful polka dot and striped binders and I used them for everything file folders uh, stacking trays, drawers, those are all uh, different ways that you can organize things in your classroom. You're going to need things for center storage and anchor chart storage. Uh, I've seen them use uh, cute laundry baskets, the tall ones, for their anchor charts. Um, some stick a magnet on the side of their file cabinet and put their anchor charts uh, in between the file cabinet and hang it with a magnet. You know, there's different ways to organize as a teacher. Um, but it's also very important and very helpful teach your students to stay organized in the classroom. I always spent the very first week making sure I taught all the procedures and routines and organizing uh, ways to organize their desk or tables or um, their cubbies, depending on your age group. You have to continually teach them how you want them to do things and constantly walk around and keep an eye every time you see that they need encouragement to keep it organized and to put it back and to do this. You just have to coach them over and over and over and over until they get it. And then after. So this is important because it will establish the behavior all year for you and for the substitute if needed. Uh, if you need one. Uh, and number and code everything. Uh, now, younger students, I, I taught younger the younger students uh, in elementary school. So my younger students had tables instead of desks. So I color-coded each table. But in classrooms where each student has a desk, classrooms can still use color coding, but maybe they'll use it a little differently. Uh, number your class roster and use those numbers for each student for lining up, uh, for their cubbies, um, for mailboxes, earphones, computers, book bins, anything else that will help. Um, and, you, and then the next thing that I used a lot of is Ziploc bags. I use a lot of gallon size uh, Ziploc bags and if I had smaller items that I wanted to put in uh, sandwich bags then I put those sandwich bags inside the Ziploc bags. Um, the gallon size one and you can punch holes with the uh, with the um, hole punches you can use a hole punch and punch a hole on each side of the 
Ziploc bag. That way, when you squeeze out all the air while you're putting things together in storage, it just is easier to for the air to just be squeezed out as you are storing all this in uh, whatever form that you choose. So the gallon size baggies can be used for sets of group readers, chapter books, take home books that students may use for homework, ideal for storing centers and master copies of student pages. I use them to organize vocabulary, vocabulary cards, science readers, calendar wall pieces not currently being used, word wall, cards, and anything else that gets changed out. I've used them for book club chapter books that students can take home, leveled readers, and even sets of reading A through Z readers. Uh, consider storing sets of student letter cards or magnetic letters for world building in sandwich size bags and sets of basic 10 blocks. Or uh, discs for guided math groups. I, I've not been in the class now for eight years. I've been out of the classroom and I still use gallon size, um, Ziploc bags for organizing crafts and, you know, for everything that I can use it for. Uh, and, um, they are such space savers and they keep everything contained so you're not having to dig at the bottom of a bin for little bits and pieces. You just take out the, ba the baggie and everything's there. And I'm sorry, I'm struggling, it seems like, to <laughs> talk today and get my words out. But, uh, our, but we're going to go on. All right, declutter. At the end and the beginning of every school year because teacher stuff can really accumulate because you're always seeing things that you can add to your classroom. There's so many ideas out there. Um, use clothespins and paper clips. Um, label, label your class library. And here are some tips. Um, you know, you can use your clothespins to put all your student numbers on and use them to clip their numbers onto anything that you need to clip their numbers on or to hold their papers on the bulletin board um, or on a piece of rope going across your classroom or across the wall to hang papers. Um, now, for your class library, the younger students, what I always did was I organized the books by theme and subject and month because I had my theme subjects organized by seasons and months. Uh, every January, I did the same thing. Every December, I did the same thing. Now, sometimes it changed a little bit depending on uh, where certain things fell, like Easter. But for the most part, seasonal stuff stayed the same. Um, and a lot of times, um, your curriculum also is worked around a season uh, or time of the year. 
So a lot of things are going to stay the same. So that's how I organize. But as students get older, the books can be organized by AR levels, uh, color-coded the labels and put a color-coded sticker on each book. That way students know to which bin to return them. You can also label your library by subject, author. Um, you know, there are so many different ways to organize your library. Now, you can also organize your instruction time. Three weeks of daily file folders, place copies, homework. Use three weeks of daily file folders place cop to place your copies, homework, spelling lists, read alouds, and anything else you need to teach that day in, in those files. I do the same for reading and math groups. And then assign students jobs. You know that job chart. And depends on what age the students are. Because they, they're learning how to do things at different uh, levels. Um, since I had the little ones... I could have, I tried to build community in my classroom. So each table I had, I would, at different times during the year, I would pick the, um, now we also had lunch. We also ate in our classroom too. So um, it may be a little different than your classroom, but these are just some ideas that maybe you can tweak depending on how your school day or your school year, um, how your class works, and what age level. But I always picked the first person that could tie a shoe, got to tie people's shoes that couldn't tie shoes. Remember, I had the little ones. So once I the first student learned how to tie a shoe, she became the sh shoe tied shoe helper. I don't know exactly how I worded it back then, but um, that way, if any student needed help tying their shoe, that child got to keep practicing their skills and they got to become a community helper. The first child that learned how to open their milk got to help all the students at lunch, help me help all the students by o opening milks. Um, I always told my classroom out on the playground, I will give each one of you a push on the swing. But then I always tried to build community by saying, hey, who is strong enough to push so-and-so on the swing? And that person would come and they always enjoyed helping each other. If you make it fun for your kids to help each other in the classroom. Now each year it's going to be a little different. It'll have its own take. I've had years where the whole class worked as a team and as soon as one person complained about whatever we were fixing to do, the whole class piped in and said, no, we're big, big kids and we're ready to learn. We always had some kind of fun chant that we would do to encourage each other 
in the classroom to help each other and to keep learning and so that they could change the world. I, I always instilled teamwork and learning so that they could change the world because it's true. Um, when our young people grow up, they become world changers by their attitudes and by their teamwork and by their character. And I always tried to instill that in my classroom when I was a teacher. But you do have to be very organized to do that. And you have to always have a good eye and you can't sit down all the time. You have to be walking around your room and you have to always be aware of everything that's going on around your room because it really does um, I keep saying this but it does set the tone in your classroom the more organized you are it's a lot of work in the front end but it sure makes the classroom run smoother the more teamwork you instill in your classroom and the more they're organized and the more you teach them organizational skills, the smoother the class will run and the nicer and the neater they'll keep it because they have pride in their own classroom. So organization is such a big part of a teacher's life and a student's life at school and at home. So Eventually, when we finish this teacher and classroom series, and maybe we'll stretch it out and we won't start, we won't finish it until summer. Maybe I'll wait and do the rest during the summer when teachers are starting to plan for school to start. Um, I'm not sure how much I'm going to get finished with, but I've already got a few um, things planned out for you. Even though today I'm struggling to get my words out, I do know what I'm saying. I do have notes. My, my, sometimes my mouth and my brain just doesn't want to cooperate. So if you ever hear me seem like I don't know what I'm going to say, I really do know what I'm saying. I just sometimes struggle to get my brain and my mouth to flow smoothly but um but organization and discipline and i don't mean discipline like oh you know you can't do this and you can't do that i just mean discipline is where you've got to be on top of it and you've got to make it fun so the kids want to be organized and they want to um keep the classroom orderly and they want to be a team and they want to help their friends and they feel good about that. Um, I always um, called my students superstar learners and um, it's been a while since I've been in the classroom so I can't always remember all of the things that I used to say in the classroom, but this organizing series that I'm going to go in and out of on the next few months really does bring back great memories of when I used to teach. I've taught three-year-olds. 
I've taught four-year-olds. I've taught kindergarten. I've substituted almost every age group all the way up to high school. Um, I will admit that four-year-olds are my jam. Four-year-olds are the ones that I really enjoy teaching the most, but I have done, I have taught a lot of age groups. I have 15 years experience. So um, as we go through this, I will be sharing some of the ideas that I used in my classroom. All right, guys, that is the basic gist of how to organize a classroom. Um, when I do get to the next topic, it's going to be how to do your planning, your lesson plans, and I have some organizational ideas for you to make it easy and, and quick and efficient so that you don't spend your whole life doing lesson plans. I did my lesson plans a whole month at a time so that it freed up a lot of my time. Yes, again, like being organized, lesson plan organize, organization, it's a lot in the front end, especially at the beginning, at the end of every month when you're planning for the next month. But once you get the whole month planned, all you have to do is worry about your lesson, your copies, gathering materials, making copies, and getting it organized and ready for the month. All right, guys, I will talk to you. I will see you on the next podcast and the not next video. Thank you for watching and thank you for listening.